The Fettle Podcast is brought to you by Fettle.ie. Fettle.ie is an Irish-owned and operated online therapy platform. Our vision is a world where mental health is never an obstacle. Fettle is professional, affordable, convenient and effective. From the comfort of your own home, you can schedule online video counselling sessions with accredited Irish therapists. To date, Fettle has helped over 10,000 people and will provide over 2,000 hours of affordable and professional counselling this January alone. Fettle.ie is therapy on your terms. We are here to support the mental wellness of anyone who is struggling or others who simply want to continue flourishing. Fettle was created so more people can reap the benefits of therapy and have the tools to heal, grow and transform. You can use the code FETTLEPOD, that's F-E-T-T-L-E-P-O-D, to get 20% off any of our services, individual or coupled counselling, our eight-week self-paced online cognitive behavioural therapy course, or our well-being assessment with one of our leading psychologists. Go to fettle.ie today to start your healing journey. Hello and welcome to me head is... Oh no, wait, no, it's not called that anymore. No, welcome to the Fettle Podcast with me, Tony Kelly. I am delighted to be here. If you are a returning listener, don't worry. It's just a new name. It's still this podcast. It's still me. It's just under a new name. If you are a new listener, never mind. Don't worry about any of this preamble. But yes, it is me, Tony Kelly. It is now the Fettle Podcast. I am delighted to be back podcasting again after COVID and all that stuff that we all had to go through. It is great to be here. And I am delighted to be back with the people of Fettle doing this podcast, the Fettle Podcast. It's a little bit like it was before. Interesting conversations about people who you may know, who you may not know, who's a, who you're a fan of, who you don't know yet. But people who have interesting stories to tell, had a journey to get where they're going and they're here now. And on the new version of the podcast, I may even be mixing in documentaries and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be, hopefully, a really interesting journey for all of you to take with me. I'm so excited to do it, and I'm delighted that this is the first episode of the new regime of the podcast. Yeah, I hope you're all well. I'm doing good myself. I am, I have to say. Uh, Very happy to be back, as I keep saying, which is evident, actually, of the fact that I'm so happy to be back. Um... One of the most exciting things is my guest on the first podcast today, you know. If you were a listener to my older version of this podcast, My Head is Wrecked with Tony Kelly, you will know I don't like to go on too much in the intros. I like to just kind of intro it and let the talk speak for itself. This will be no different, I hope. It shouldn't be, but I am very, very, very excited about my first guest um, on the comeback of the podcast and the rebranding of the podcast. It is Mr. David McSavage. If you are an Irish listener, I'm assuming that you he, that man needs no introduction. Um, he is an Irish comedy legend, of course. He had the, the, the legendary uh, comedy sketch show, The Savage Eye, back in the early 2010s uh, that kind of just bashed its way into Irish society and lampooned Irish society and really took David McSavage as a person, as a performer and his outlook and just encapsulated it in this genius um, sketch show that was on, I think, for three seasons. Uh, We talk a bit about that, of course, in the interview. 
uh, how it came to be, where the um, the inspiration comes from to make a show like that. And maybe we talk a little bit about why they don't make shows like that today. Where are those types of shows gone? Why aren't we taking big risks Um in in uh, not just comedy shows but shows in general maybe but mostly comedy shows to be honest with you uh, it's a really interesting conversation uh, myself and David met each other oh god way back in the day uh, I had come back from America for a couple of months to sort myself out and uh, was doing some small bits of stand-up here in Ireland I think I was 24 or 25 at the time so not yesterday but uh, I had opened for David um, and he'd always stuck in my mind, as you'll find out in the chat. You know, he was very nice to me and said some nice things. And um, uh, last over the last year, I have been directing my first feature film, The Hurler, which is an adaptation of my web series and one man show of the same name. If you know me, if you if you know that brand, you'll know about it already. But uh, yeah, I've spent the last year uh, directing that and, and being in it. And David is... Um, is in it as well. He was one of the first people who was cast in the film. He's wonderful in the film. He's very funny. He's very, he's almost like the straight man in, in his role in the film. He's quite intimidating. He's quite scary actually in, in the role. Um, which if any of you have seen David McSavage in a, in a, in a more serious role and then the the dramatic acting he's done, you'll realize how talented he is and what he can bring to a role. And, uh, I had, I had definitely noticed that and that's why I had, sought him out and cast him um he's a very very interesting man as well as a great entertainer it's a, he's a guy i have a lot of respect for and i was delighted uh, that he agreed to be the first person uh, to come on the podcast return and rebrand as the fettle podcast um so yeah i don't really want to go on too much here at the start other than uh, what i've just said um, we, we have a great conversation about David's career, about comedy in general, about what inspires him and myself about comedy, uh, how the Savage Eye came to be. And also, you know, we we talk about alcoholism. David has in his Instagram bio, I think it's something like comedian, father, alcoholic, you know. Uh, and I, of course, if you know my story and have listened to the previous podcast, you'll know that I am in the same boat as David. I'm in recovery uh, um, you know, even more so since you last listened to me. Um, anyone who follows me on social media will know a bit about that, and we'll probably get into the you know my little um my swim back from from all that again in a, in another episode maybe. But uh, yeah, look, we're both people who are in recovery in different ways. You know, I I am now I suppose in more of the traditional route. Uh, went to rehab, of course. And um and kind of you know live by a, a twelve step program now and all that kind of stuff, and uh, it, that wasn't necessarily what worked for David. But look, I'm I'm really explaining the interview too much before we start. It's a great chat. I'm absolutely delighted to have him as the first uh, guest on the new version of the podcast. So look, go and enjoy it. Listen to the chat. See if you get anything from it. I'd um I'd love to hear uh back from feedback if um if this resonated with you guys in any way I'm at it's Tony Kelly on Instagram it's really the only place you'll find me but look let's um let's listen to the interview with the great David McSavage. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm back. It's the podcast. It's renamed, and I have my first guest. His name is Mr. David McSavage. David, hello. 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 It's it's lovely to be here. I'm delighted that you um, you gave me some time to do this today. Well, I'm glad that you gave me some time as well. We yeah. gave each other time. We're time givers. We're time givers to each other. It's lovely to be here. Thank me. Thank you for welcoming me to your home. 
Sorry. Being so formal. I know. It's only at the start, and <laughs> yeah, then we'll be able to calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. My my home, which is basically turned into a little mini TV studio. Um, well, I don't know. Do you, do you know? Have you ever seen the film um, "The King of Comedy" with yes, Robert with De Niro? Robert De Niro. I absolutely love that film. It's um, a great film. Rupert Popkin. Rupert Popkin. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm. Well, there's one scene. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? The scene where he's downstairs in his basement and he's recreated because he's so desperate to get on the Tonight Show. Yeah. So, so his desperation is so great. Yeah. His his brain goes. I'll just make the set in my basement yes so he recreates he has cardboard cutouts of mm-hmm. you know the johnny carson figure yeah. sits on the couch so that's i've kind of re- i've kind of recreated it's a little mini tv studio because i'm so fucking desperate to, to no but i was going to say who in uh, radio television are you planning on kidnapping <laughs> yeah, holding right. to ransom ryan tuberty oh yes you're oh right. my god that'd well. be so funny it would, and it might cause a little bit of a friction at family get-together although well. sandra bernhardt would have to pay, play ryan true Tuberty. well no she, no sandra yeah, because she's so skinny Oh, I, yeah. I know it's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We want body shame. Yeah. We won't get off to the podcast to a bad start. Oh God! Listen, body shame. I is is shame such a bad thing? I mean, it's an emotion. There, mm-hmm. there's an emotion called shame for probably a reason. Like I feel shame about my body. Yeah, I feel shame about a hell of a lot of things. I'm working <laughs> through that at the moment, which okay. is what we're kind of doing with this podcast. But it's good. I, it's good to use as motivation. It is. Uh, but no, just to, uh, while, while we're on the subject, I'm in. I'm in your house here. It is mm. basically like a home TV studio. It looks amazing on camera when yeah. when I saw it. Um, and like just to give people a kind of an idea because this is a visual uh, an audible yes. uh, medium there is lights set up there's cameras out of lights there's a five camera set up here because David you now do your own video podcast yeah with my family with my two sons Jack and Daniel and my ex Mrs Hannah and actually is whether the thing is good or whether the thing is popular or not or how many people it's it's just actually really nice to be doing an activity with as a group mm-hmm. with my kids and we're all learning something together where, you, you know, normally you hang out with your family and it's just like, you know, but but and also what's very interesting is looking back on the uh, talks with my like I listen to them mm-hmm. the, the, in a way that I've never listened to them before. I'm such a fucking <laughs> asshole. Right. I mean, I, yes, I'm an asshole. That's not all I am. I have other qualities, but um, like I'm so wrapped up. In my, I don't listen to people. Mm-hmm. I don't listen. And then yeah, I listen to my son and I think, Christ, that's so good what he just said but in the moment i wasn't fucking listening to him yeah how old are two sons 28 and 23 yeah i just met jack yeah yeah um yeah no i think it's great i think what i what i really think is amazing is that the, the fact that you're all get that's dave's vape by the way just in case so, anyone sorry, yeah, no no you just in case anyone thinks darth vader is, yeah. is sitting in the corner um <laughs> yes oh you can read darth vapor Oh, very good. Um, ah, very oh. good. Oh, look what you just did. I know, writer. Um, no, I think it's great like to be able to sit there with your ex-missus and your, and your two kids and to be able to have a bit of banter together. Yeah, I think also, though, for prospective uh, romantic partners, it's a bit difficult for, you know... Uh, that when they find out that me and Hannah hang out so much together. Yeah, I was going. that was actually what I was going to ask. Yeah, because uh, I was explaining, I, I was seeing a girl there recently mm-hmm. and, and she was like, it was over in London and she's, so where's your Because I went over with Hannah. Yes. <clears throat> and she was like, so where's your wife now? Oh, well, she's staying in the house. I'm staying. She's staying in the same house? Yeah, yeah. Where does she sleep? Well, she's in a room. I'm in another room. Right. And you've never been, you know, so it's, it's hard. But anyway, for whatever reason, needs are being met Mm-hmm. With me and Hannah hanging out together, we—it's a very brother-sister relationship. Like, there's, it's not a you know a sexual thing at all. It's just 
I don't know. It's just it. It's just happened like that in life, you know, where we we just like each other's company. We feel, uh, I don't know, is the word secure. Yeah. When when she when Hannah's around. Yeah, it's it's like. It's like we're a married couple, except we're not married. We're not together. Don't see each other all, all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's amazing. Like I, have I don't know what I can't, it's hard to explain. But yeah, from from a from a you know if I if if Hannah has a boyfriend, I think it's difficult for him to get his head around it. And you don't feel any way if she does have a boyfriend. She doesn't feel any way if you have a. a, a no, 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 no. She, fuck that. No, she. I I, I really do uh, want her to be you know happy yeah. and get the rights. It's, it, get the fucking <laughs> right. <laughs> It, but I do think it's very healthy and kind of cool that that you're uh, you're able to have. A well, I have two. Like so, we have two children together, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that. So we love. I love to be in their company and watch how Hannah interacts with the boys, and and vice versa. That's just a, a great thing to witness, you know. And uh, also, like, um, you know, obviously we're not together, and I did fuck up the relationship, um, you know, and I wasn't a good dad. A lot of the time when I was together and what 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 I find is that when we me and Hannah were together but you know like in life you know you go from one relationship to the next and you, you don't talk to that person you go on to the next one go on to the next one and so what it, it it just feels very meaningful to almost have a second chance at just being good around her and be good for her and and just to enjoy the family as a group yeah and that's what's great about this uh podcast which that we're, that we, and that's why we're not together, together yeah. which ironically is bringing us together yeah no I think it's great and look I do think it's really healthy to be able to do that like things don't work out for us for reasons mm. because there's something that we're supposed to do next whether it's better or not is maybe not the yeah. right way to put it but to be able to be happy for someone else I think um, and to move forward is essential for healthy a healthy mind I think yeah I find it very difficult being happy for other people and yeah. other people's success. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I think... Prof- prof- no, 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 I mean, like, you know, we were talking about, are you open? The, you know, I'm an alcoholic. Are, yeah. are we open That's about what that? We're gonna, but we're going to talk oh, yeah. about that. But I d- definitely the, like, you know, the resentment thing, like, you know, I've, I don't know if it's a feature of the Irish condition or is it a British thing or is it, a, you know, is it a universal thing? But certainly, you know, if something, you know, you do something bad to somebody in this country mm-hmm. or vice versa, and that's it. You know, you, you just you, you're you're kind of almost dead to each other for the yeah. rest of your lives. It's funny. Well, isn't I, I love. First of all, I love that you just came in. Are you open? Uh, I'm an alcoholic. You didn't want to say that I'm also an alcoholic yeah. because I am. We, yeah. You know, and uh, in recovery and all that kind of stuff. But like, I think it's important. You know, when you're talking because there's other alcoholics. We're, we're going to get into the resentment thing yeah. in a second, but this is kind of touching on that. There's other alcoholics who don't like you talking about being an alcoholic in public. You know, said that again. What, what do you mean? They don't like you. Um, they, don't, they don't like breaking us. An, our anonymity, basically. Sometimes. Do they don't like us breaking our an, an, anonymity? You mean they don't like yeah. alcoholics breaking their. And for what? Because reason there's is that? the traditions <coughs> of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, one of the traditions is that we we remain autonomous in the press and television and stuff like that. But there is a, a, a also that was also written in the 1930s. You know. Whereas, Auto- autonomy, but but I'm not in AA though. Well, that's another thing that we can yeah. talk about. But anyway, I, what I was going to say is probably you know maybe not say AA because I don't want to get in trouble with the home group. But then look, now oh, I'm, I see what you're but saying. No, but no, I'm now spouting this from my own brain. Going, oh, don't don't. Yeah, yeah. When I see you now, lads, don't say anything to me. It's the, it's that's the alcoholic brain taking over me now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, um, 
you know this idea well t- for 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 and by the way can i just say mm-hmm. aa great fucking organization yeah save my if life. you seriously want to stop drinking and i, I mean you're you're now now and of course we're, we're talking as alcoholics yes here. most people aren't alcoholics and they don't and 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 thankfully they don't and why should they understand what the fuck we're talking about yeah they can't get the, what's wrong why shut up mm-hmm. listen well anyway Blah blah blah. We've talked about it so yeah. much, but but uh, sorry, I'm just saying that Alcoholics Anonymous. I went I went there, and if you really want to stop drinking, it's kind of fantastic. And you and, and usually when you, to get to a place where you want to stop drinking, something fucking horrible has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, things have to get really bad. A rock bottom. Maybe. A rock bottom, and then you have people who've been through, ex- been where you've been. And they've heard it and they know the things to say. They know how to be around you. Yeah. And it's a relief. And it's like, obviously, it's a path that you have to take, the not drinking. But you have people on either side of that path cheering you on. And it is it is, it is good. And there's some great also uh, just, um, ha- ha- just philosophies yeah. that really help. Like a simple thing, I'll just say, like just exp- – just to raise your mood, to get you out of the funk. Yeah. Gratitude, just little things. The attitude Gra- of gratitude. Or just gratitude. Just just, just actually, just chilling the fuck out and looking around what you have. Like, for me, like, oh, when I'm in a shower and the fact that water's coming out of the fucking mm-hmm. uh, thing, I can't make water. I have no idea how to make, you know, but there it is. It's hot water. It's fantastic. I really appreciate it. I don't know who to thank for it or whatever, but I'm very grateful in this moment. And it, oh, that feels nice. Yeah. Just gratitude. And then, and then you don't have, it, it's something you practice. And then, you know, and then you just feel that, oh, this is, I appreciate. So it's just, okay, look at negative things, but also be positive as well. It's small things like that. Like, even, even from me, <laughs> <laughs> it's small things for me. Like, one of the things, I, I was in rehab, right, uh, just before Christmas 2020 after a massive relapse, okay? I nice into, one. Yeah, we all, yeah, I've shared that before. But, like, one of the things they made us do in there was make our bed when we get up in the morning, yeah. right? And I've continued to do that now almost three yeah. years later. Well, just over two years later. And it's just the 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 aspect of completing a task first thing in the morning. You feel a little okay. bit... You don't feel yeah. useless. You feel like you've yeah. done something, you know? But just to get back to what you said about... Um, it's resi- funny, though, that, that just what you just said there. Like, uh, that's how bad I am as well. Like, like I, I think I, I'm kind of like a gorilla or something i'd quite happily just you know climb into a tree and just roll a couple of leaves together and sleep in the tree you know i mean keeping house and keeping things tidy mm-hmm. it is good uh but it's not i find it very difficult yeah Sorry. like no 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 all i was going to say was going back to what you said like about about alcoholism and stuff like and, and aa and all that and look the 12-step programs are amazing they save my life if you need help the lists are out there where you can get a meeting in your local area but moving on from that a lot of people, we were just talking before I press record about what is an alcoholic, right? A lot of people think an alcoholic is a homeless man on the street with a paper bag or a fella that opens the door of the pub at nine o'clock and is drinking. For me, that's not what it is. Alcoholism is a disease of the brain, right? An, an allergy of the mind and the brain. And it like... Well, allergy, what do you mean by that? Well, it's, it, it's a physical allergy, first of all, that when alcohol or drugs, for me, touch my system, I become a different human being and I cannot na- then control... But it takes a long time for us to get to realize that. Yes, because we I mean, don't we're want talking, to realize it. Yeah, well, I mean, it took me a long time. For me, anyway. Especially when you're young. You're not thinking about allergies and diseases. No, you're no, thinking, of course you're, not. I mean, when it's working for you as well, that's the other thing. Yes. 
I mean, we had the best times. I had the best times. You know, if mm. whatever you judge best times by, but I, I did have some great times drinking. And I, I think, yeah, sorry, the, the reason it, it's good to look into what is it that makes you drink when you're young. Yeah. And for me, it was just being nervous around women. It, it gives people confidence and stuff. But like one of the main things that I think, and this is what I was <coughs> going to say was before we press record, is that like alcoholism is not just drinking alcohol or taking drugs or whatever it is. It's, like, I used my recovery in rehab and what I do in my 12-step program now to actually live like a normal human being because even without drinking drugs for seven, eight years, my thinking, my behaviour, the stuff I was doing was just off the charts. It wasn't... My brain was just wired differently. Mm. But, like, I'm, t- I'm getting a little bit of that from you when you're saying about, like, stuff, you know, we were talking about Hannah and, and the family and stuff like that, and even, like, you're saying about resentments and not being happy oh, for yeah. people. Like that's to me, that's pure alcoholism. Yeah, that yeah. line of thinking. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh yes, I do. Yeah, but then again, you know, I like being a little bit of a cunt. Mm. <laughs> do you think? Do you think creatively? Well, listen. Look, I tried th- those twelve steps. Are fairly tough, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the idea of, like, I mean, really becoming that, you know, a, a better version of yourself. Did you do them when you were? Around? I tried to do them. Okay. How uh, did you get? I, I can't remember now, but I think I did get to the point where I was contacting people that I'd so fallen out with. Eight and nine. You know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> and I kind of regret it now, you know. Yeah. Um, but look, at the time, you know, I was trying to, and, and my comedy, like, I'd say if I stuck with it, but it was so, so, so hard for me. It was like, it was like, uh, you know, I, co- I couldn't do comedy anymore. Okay. I couldn't do stand-up. I, I started not being funny because I was being... Too, so I do need a bit of a, a bit of an edge. I've heard... Me. Look, I'm not... I'm absolutely not. I like, in other words, my little resentment. I, mm. I mean, I know resentments aren't great. And thank God I, I, they don't stick in my craw for too long. And I do have the intelligence to be able to pull back and look at them and laugh yeah. at my own small-mindedness. But on the other hand... They're like, to me, in some ways, they're little golden fucking nuggets that I can turn into comedy, thank God. So I've had loads of resentments that I've turned into characters uh, comedically uh, as a way of of getting back at fuckers that have pissed me off. And that is a good way of dealing with it. I've I've done very, very (laughs) similar before. Um, When I got into rehab, I created this show and we won't really get into that. Now it's not my podcast about that, but... What what do you mean? No, like, I just, like, when when I got out of rehab, I needed something to focus on. We were in COVID. I made this pilot uh, for a show. It was based around some of the experiences that brought me to the point of relapse. Right. It was very cathartic for me. There was a certain company that got involved in the pilot that uh, strung us around and messed us around for a year and then the pilot never took off because uh, by the time we... It was a re- it was based around COVID and they took so long to give us oh, the money yeah. to make it that they said, oh, no one wants to see COVID anymore. You know, but you know what it's like dealing with certain people. But uh, my point with that is I heard something great yesterday. It's always said around the rooms and stuff like that of the 12-step programs is uh, a resentment is... Lo- holding on to resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to, to die. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, some people, like, I, I almost think, like, in my DNA, I think, you know, the way some people can handle and endure certain things, I think I can handle <laughs> resentments. I, I think I can drink that poison. Right. I mean, but but actually, as I'm saying that to you, that's a load of bullshit as well. That is true. It is true. Yeah. I mean, drink, it is it is a very good description. And it, it is quite uh, a release 
if you can't, if you do have the guts to let go of a, a resentment, it's yeah. quite, it's quite spectacular. What happens if you go to that person, mate? Ju just, just to regain, because, well, and also the thing is, it takes up sp space in your fucking brain that you could be uh, focusing on your kids or your family or whatever. Yeah. Instead, you're fucking sitting. You know, sitting in the, on the couch, stewing in your own pissy little fucking thoughts. I mean, a, gr a great description of alcoholism uh, or the the type of mind. Uh, maybe there's loads of people who think like this anyway, who aren't necessarily alcoholics. But, you know, that your mind is a danger, dangerous neighborhood. That's another phrase that mm -hmm. knocks around. And your mind is a dangerous neighborhood. So you just think about that, a neighborhood, right? And then. So if your mind is a dangerous neighborhood, so it's got lots of so so your th these negative thoughts are like bad people walking up to your door, knocking on the door. I'm a shit thought, and then you're going, oh, come on in, come on in, shit thought. Uh, let me entertain you for as long as you want. Yeah. You can just no, don't entertain the shit. Let it knock on the door. It'll keep on knocking for a while, and then eventually it will fuck off. Um, you know, but uh, anyway. Well, sometimes, but I, for me anyway, I know that if I allow that stinking thinking, any of that kind of stuff to start knocking on my door. The stinking thinking, the cunty thinking, no, stinky, yeah, sh yeah, sorry, yeah. There's probably one you could do around being a cunt, cunty, monty's <laughs> thinking. Uh, but like, you know, I just, I will allow that thing to chip and chip and chip and chip Yeah, but it, it gets into your head without yeah. you. Without realising that. Yeah, you see, that's, the, they're the fuckers. Because mm -hmm. the door, because... You see, now we're saying it because we we have self awareness, and yeah. we. But what it does, the little stinky thinker, mm -hmm. the little shitty thought, creep into you. See, you're you're doing something. You're washing the dishes, and then you go, oh, "Fucking that son of a bitch! He fucking didn't say hello to me. I've never fucking done anything to that cunt. I'm fucking smash his fucking head and cunt, cunt, cunt." Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I've been. I've I've ruined my life a few times. Because I'm, I'm being facetious, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. But I have absolutely kind of crumbled things to the ground by allowing those thoughts into the brain, you know. But but yeah. now, I will say, now I at least, I may entertain it for a day. I shouldn't yeah. do that. Mm. But I pick up the phone, I ring someone who's in the same, mm. you know, a sponsor or whatever mm. else you want to say. Mm. I ring them up and say, listen, this is what's going on for me. What do you think? And usually they laugh at you. Mm. What the fuck are you thinking? And mm. Or, or mm. I'd be the same last week. You know, X, Y, and Z happen with me. And wait, I tell you, my crazy mind, and you share it a little bit. Well, what the act of what you described? So you're there with your mind, and you're oh, I'm fucking that guy, that guy, whatever. Are you fucking? He said to me, I said to him, and yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, you call up a mate, a, a sponsor, or somebody who's been around. Can be a friend. Yeah. Can be a friend, and you, you know, and then you you open up, and then as you are saying it you realize the, the pettiness of it, the smallness of it, and then they laugh, mm -hmm. and that dissipates the thing. And weirdly, um, the, the, you, know, you know these connections that you make? Uh, one time I was in this small room, and I jumped on a balloon, and because the room was so small, the balloon made a really loud fucking noise yeah. because the sound couldn't go anywhere, so it just reverberated and amplified the noise. But if you took that fucking balloon and took it outside, which is what you did by the act of calling that mate. You took the thought outside into the light. And it's that is, is more like a, you know, it's a nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a good way of looking at it, possibly. Uh, you know, go even going for a fucking walk, you can't. Or just ringing up. What's wrong with you? Oh, I was thinking about something. Yeah, what was he? What were you thinking about? Oh, my neighbor didn't. What? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then, you know. But, but yeah, it is. But then sometimes... Um, our power is taken away by fuckers. 
and the ego doesn't fucking like it. No. And and sometimes, I mean, I have stood up for myself and thrown a punch, and it did it did feel good. I have to say, really. Well, I wouldn't advocate the use of violence. I would. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. But but I mean, sometimes it is good to tell someone to fuck off. And sometimes people need to be told to fuck off. That's, that's kind of part of it as well. Sometimes people are asking. That's for a it. fact. Look, I do love your openness. I have to yeah. say, but I am really interested. Yeah. I don't want to be dwelling too much about it. Yeah, Because yeah. we could we could properly yeah, have a yeah, proper yeah. meeting here if yeah. we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really interested in what you said about creating characters from mm. it because I I do that and I have done it a lot. Tell me about the Savage Eye. Well, for instance. Uh, when I was in Edinburgh, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what year it was, but I got arrested by the cops because I'd said the word penis during a street show. I don't know, where, you know, what context it was. Then two cops came up to me. I were arresting you for saying the word penis. Anyway, Joe Duffy got a hold of it Lovely. and called me, you know, so I, I was very young and, and he was kind of, you know, and sort of having a go at me and whatever. And then, so he was on my radar. Mm -hmm. So that was a little resentment, Lovely. you know, and that was just like just boiling away in the back of my brain. And then I got him back in the Savage Eye. The Fettle podcast with Tony Kelly is brought to you by Fettle.ie. Fettle is an Irish owned and operated online therapy platform. From the comfort of your own home, you can schedule online video counselling sessions with accredited Irish therapists in an affordable way. Fettle.ie is therapy on your terms. If you're interested in trying Fettle, whether you're struggling right now or want to continue to flourish, you can use this code FETTLEPOD, that's F-E-T-T-L-E-P-O-D, to get 20% off any of their services. Just go to Fettle.ie today to start your healing journey. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, 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 talking about talking in that way does it. no, but it's true. No, but it's but it, it, listen. So when I then I came back to Ireland and I was listening to Joe Duffy and he does sound, and I thought, oh yeah, that fucker. And so I got back at him through the yeah. I was I was living in New York when the Savage Eye came out. Mm. Right, what year? What year was it? Oh, it came out 2009, finished 2012. Yeah. So all the years I was not in mm. this country, right? Mm. But I was so aware of what it was, YouTube was barely starting at the time, yeah. kind of. And I remember someone say, sending me the clip from Joe Duffy when I yeah. was living over there. And I remember just thinking, we're finally at this point in Irish comedy, Irish television, mm. where we're doing this biting type satire, the stuff we were seeing on English TV yeah. growing up. I don't, I, I don't want to focus too much on a negative and say, oh, well, then they stopped doing it. Yeah. We all know that's the case. Yeah. But like, you genuinely changed a lot of Irish comedy and you, you, you that is that is legendary Irish comedy now well um, I mean there were some good bits in it a lot of shite like most of those sketch shows you know there's a lot of misses but there were a few hits but yeah I remember like you say uh, growing up in Ireland and looking at TV and thinking that's not what we're like at all mm -hmm. it doesn't represent there's this very formal you know you know, it's like what, what's that? Mm -hmm. This isn't who we are at all, and it doesn't represent. So I was, I was wondering, what's what is so wrong with representing what we're actually like? Yeah. Um, but yeah, n now definitely, I looked at some. I've I've looked back on some of those sketches. There is not a fucking chance you yeah. could put sketches like that out. There's a small, very militant mm -hmm. kind of uh, you know active group that are just dying to be offended by everything that creates fear. And all the other people are afraid to be worried. They're worried about their are they behind, uh, you, you know, history. What, what is it? They're, they want to be ahead. There's a phrase I can't remember. 
but it is funny uh, certainly as a comedian when you're doing stand-up in clubs <clears throat> it only takes one or two people to fuck the whole night up yeah and that's kind of what's happened that's but that's you know the woke thing it, like in the past it was called something else yeah, and before was. that it was called something else it's just a cycle it's, al it's always been there it's always been there I, I it's always it's you know yeah I know those I've known those type of people all my fucking life yeah and they just aren't much crack I haven't been on stage since before Covid yeah. and um I I kind of I have a little bit of a desire, but the part of it for me is that like I came up in New York doing the New York clubs in that scene, and I'm I'm not really too well versed over here, and I don't I kind of I I'll be honest I'm a little bit afraid. Mm. I'm not because of that. Mm. I just I kind of I I don't even know where I'm going with that, Dave. You know what I mean? But afraid I, afraid of of uh, what you can and cannot say. No, I don't know because I I, I think I'd like to think my at least my moral compass is is within check, mm. and also if someone did get offended by something, I say okay. I mean, I'm you know. Well, yeah, and and once you're second guessing, once you're worried about what you can and can't say, that that's not good for. No, I don't either. think that should ever be a thing. Yeah. Um, I I think what it is is that I just never really gave it an effort here, and I never really felt fully welcome here. Mm. I remember I did one of my first ever gigs I did here. Ironically, was opening for you. You don't remember this, obviously. Uh, when we started talking last year, uh, when I was getting you to do my film that comes out this year. Thank you. Yes, we'll plug it properly later. I saw some clips. Amazing. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You're great. You're great. <laughs> I'm shite. You're great. You're not. I know. Um, anyway, I opened for you. It was it was Captain America's or something was doing comedy in Blanche. Would that be right? Yeah, I can't remember. And yeah, I, the Blanche. I, I do remember playing in the Blanche. Yeah, and I did it. I just remember. Um, opening for you I think I was 24 I was home for the summer from New York and I got this gig this guy called Rory Campbell oh yeah yeah get to talk to that did he yeah he was great yeah. like he saw me do like a couple of minutes one night and was like oh man and kind of started welcoming me in mm. I did the gig for you there was I remember there was a douchebag if you <laughs> want to call it that from America a douchebag in the audience I'd made this joke about um, a model who had died Katie French was that her oh name? Jesus yeah, yeah. A very very sad of, of cocaine yeah it was so sad it was it was it, the it, saddest thing ever I have to say yeah we, we were just mentioning that apparently coke is all the rage now it is again. we were talking about that but like I, I, I made a passing comment about horror and something the Daily Mirror wrote mm. about horror or something like that I think they said something about is this our Princess Diana or some, something like yeah, that yeah 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 and there was a guy in the audience going oh, I wrote for the Daily Mirror and he didn't say that yeah yeah and like I know he didn't write for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But immediately I was like, "Is this what this is like in Ireland?" But that's not why I'm telling the story. I'm telling the story because I walked off stage and yeah. you genuine, you shook my hand as is the customary yeah. thing. And I remember you saying to me, "I love that thing you did about Katie French and that whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Not making fun of her death, just yeah, yeah, to be yeah. clear. Yeah, uh, you know about that whole situation about the coke and all that." He said, and you said, "I oh, used to do a similar bit or something like that." Yeah. Well done, man. You said, and you went on right, and I really appreciated that. Oh, nice. Um, and that's why when I was casting the film and you were in the front of my mind because I remember like David McSavage was very kind to me oh well that's that's nice to hear yeah, um, yeah god sorry it's it's just taking me back to that time I, I, that was a terrible thing where I mean Jesus we've, we, to die from an overdose it's the fucking that, that's mm. another thing a lot of these young guys talk about cocaine they are oh, we, we're lucky we got cocaine well, fucking, are you lucky? Mm -hmm. What? What's? It, where did you get it from? Yeah. What's in the fucking stuff? Are you aware of your body chemistry? Yeah. And I know being young, the whole point of it is it's it's a bit risky and you t take risks. But but that poor that 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 terrible thing, you know, Katie French. This nobody would know who you were talking about. Any younger people, mm -hmm. but apparently, 
the cocaine was was uh, quite wet or something like that. Something. And she took way more than she should have or yeah. something like that. It happened to uh, a couple of lads in Waterford where I'm from who I knew. Um, and the same thing happened. Very de- and I look, what, be, what, what do you mean they don't? They took wet, wet cocaine. Jesus. Yeah. Um, like, but I, I, look, listen, I, this is the new name for the podcast, but it's the same podcast I did before. I shared my story. I overdosed <clears> I think <throat> three times in 2010. On what? On pills and Fuck. alcohol. And, t- and t- I mean... Before, when you say overdosed, what did you do? Did you go, did you know that you were kind of reacting badly and felt like you were dying? Or uh, the first time was April Fool's Day of 2010, and I didn't. Re- I don't remember anything. I woke up, um, getting into an ambulance, right? Um, and then and I they sh- were pumping you out. This is in America. They gave me the paddles and everything. The boom, that thing. Fucking hell, Tom. And then uh, I I discharged myself from hospital. And I woke up, went back, and did it again in the same 24 hours. What, what do you mean you, you after coming out of the hospital? I did went, it again, yeah. I just kept going. How would you even be able to physically do that? I don't know. My I remember my leg stopped working the second time. I do remember that. Just lying but, on the but floor. But did you... Sorry, what was what was the thought process? There was, was no thought process. It was just that I was, you know... No. You thought you were fine or something? I don't know. Oh, you don't I, know. I, I it's don't hard know. to remember. It, it was hard to remember. I went through a lot of this in my <laughs> rehabilitation. Hell t- I mean, that's that's proper hardcore It, it was, but, but I, I mean, I guess... Lucky to come out the... Cause it could, blessed. And I did it again in the summer... Um, the summer, that summer as well, right around the time actually when I, when I met you for the first time. But I, 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 the reason I'm bringing all that up is So I think when people listen to this who are not alcoholics, yeah. that's how fucking serious it is. Mm-hmm. That you, you're talking about life and death. And how much do you value your own life? I value my life for Christ's sake. And I love life and it's great and I, I, I love living. And, uh, you know, I'm doing, the same. But yeah. like, I think part of it is like when 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 stuff gets like when I had my relapse, I, I, I like and you would think that that would made me stop. It didn't. I went back again in 2020, as I said, you know, yeah. during, around October, I ended up in, 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 in a treatment center. But like, like, yeah, I just think that, that the, it's out of hand. But I think we could go off on a tangent yeah. about the drug thing in Ireland as well. We're not going to do that. I want to go. I want to go back to, to the Savage Eye because I, I genuinely remember coming back in 2012, right? I had been living in New York and Canada and kind of back and forth and doing stand-up and writing and sketches and I'd done a couple of small parts uh, as an actor. But I remember coming back and thinking, if if this guy is making this show, mm. then there's a huge future for Irish comedy. Mm. And now, I mean, it, it didn't really get there. For me, for me, I don't think. But, like, I just, I'm so interested in, like, not just the Joe Duffy thing, but I saw a sketch you did, you shared it on your Instagram. And were you Mary McAleese or something like that? Oh, yeah. Doing, like, was it a Joy Division song or something like that? Oh, it was probably Mary Robinson. I mean, it was Mary, Mary Robinson. Yeah, one of the Marys. How did you get commissioned in the first place is what I'm what Oh, I mean uh, there was a, uh, there was a competition, They you know, and there was four or five production companies and they all uh, made pilots. Mm-hmm. And then R1 got picked because we were the best. Nice one, Love that. but it but it's uh, it, it is very competitive, like like to get well. You know, you know I heard I think who, who's the guy who played Costanza in Seinfeld? Um, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. He said such a wise thing. N- nobody's going to hand you fucking anything, Tony. Yes. N- nobody's going to hand me anything, or anybody who's creative and wants to uh, you know get on fucking TV or whatever, make a TV show. You kind of have to just. You use whatever contacts you have, get in touch with that camera guy, this camera guy, and make the fucking thing yourself, whatever it is you want. It's it's up to you. And if it's good enough, you know, people will hear about it, see it. The right maybe the right people. That that would be your best calling card. Mm-hmm. If you put that and then you can put that up on YouTube 
And if you get a million views, people will no- notice you. Yeah. And then you might be in a position where somebody might think of you. Yeah. Um, so rather than waiting for other people to give you the fucking green light, give yourself the green light. Be your own commissioning editor. Uh, just give yourself the, you know, just do it, which is what I did. Me and the, some of the guys that did the Savage Eye before that, we did a... Oh, even before that, I did a thing called Oh No, It's McSavage. That yeah. got fucked. It was rubbish, you know. And uh, then we did another thing for Channel 4 called Head Wreckers. And that only got... Uh, we only got to make a pilot. But <clears throat> because of those two rejections... Yeah. It, it was, it's like smelling salts. It really wakes you the, the fuck up. Yeah. And th- makes you think, okay, put yourself in the position... Of somebody sitting on a fucking couch, they want to, you know, what, you know, what, um, how am I going to grab these fuckers and keep their attention? Um, Camille, I, I'm, I'm with you completely because I, I did, have, you did the same thing with what you with doing. the horror, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I, I, that's why I'm so interested in how you got commissioned because uh, the horror was looked at for commissioning around 2015 or 16, I think, and um, we never really got to the pilot making stage, but I was in discussions. And the edict I was given from a chief commissioning editor um, was, okay, this has something. We like you. Mm. Um, but what we're looking for is a um, a, a comedy show that um, a six-year-old can watch with their granny and everybody in between. And I went, well, that show doesn't exist. And he said, well, Mrs. Brown's boys. Now, I'm not going to get into that at all, but that's that was like only a few, like, what, four years after Savage Eye went off the air, maybe. Mm. And I'm kind of going, how on earth did we go from groundbreaking comedy? Mm. And I'm, th- I'm saying this straight up to your face. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is one of the most, probably maybe the most groundbreaking show since Father Ted in Irish comedy, okay. I think. And to, to me being told, we like your little show, your little web series you did, and the character, but make it so that a six-year-old, their granny, and and yeah, I know, but you know? that that, he, that that kind of comment is, is make something that just that's you know. And why would you want to make something like something else? You know, that's, yeah. that's another thing. And also, those guys they don't know what they want, so you have to show it to them and show. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, commissioning editors aren't complete idiots. Maybe they don't know exactly what they want, but they're not completely stupid. So if you did, if when you this hurler. Th- comes out mm-hmm. or if you did just go ahead and make it yourself and it did have a, a grand swell of of interest same thing happened to hardy bucks yeah right yeah they just, you know and then the, okay this i think this is going to work then of course then you then suddenly they want to put their cock in the whole <laughs> thing uh and the, the, you you try to just keep the their co- the, you try to keep Ortiz's cock out of your creative underpants well i i i, I know you said RT. i'm i'm saying or, or whoever tv3 yeah, or it, fucking uh, channel 4 yeah or it's all of them yeah, I, yeah. i'm not being specific mm, about mm, any of them i'm i'm yeah, just yeah. saying that's what you're kind of having to deal with to get a show on the air yeah um, like I've had some like there's a there's an com- American comedian called Greg Giraldo. Do you remember him? I do. Yeah, he's my favorite comic of all time. Right? Yeah, he's dead. He died in 2010 of drugs. Of drugs. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Small side story. I was it was around the time in New York where I was doing the stuff I mentioned earlier, and a comic called Joe Holler approached me at the Broadway Comedy Club <coughs> and was like, um, you, "You're really fucked up, aren't you?" And I was like, "No, man, I'm fine." Mm. He was like, "Look, I was where you were. You have to meet this guy, Greg Giraldo. He helps young comics who need help." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." And then I ended up going home, not meeting him. And I think four months later, Greg himself died. Terrible stuff. I heard a very good thing in New York when I was there in 1989 or something. 
and this guy comes up to me and he was talking about cocaine or something like that and he said the, the human being is not meant to have that much of a good time <laughs> and and it, yeah. but it's it stuck with me because we're kind of, you know your body can kind of handle it for a while but the accumulative effect yeah. of driving your brain that <laughs> driving your brain that fucking hard yeah and giving it that, you know, it's just like basically getting a cock and fucking coming into your fucking brain all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you, your body just goes, guys, you've, 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 you've had too much. You've squeezed all a lifetime of fun into two years. Yeah. Beyond that, we're going to have to shut down, guys. Exactly. We're it's, not supposed to have that much we're not, dopamine. We're not supposed to have that much. But, and it was a great comment. Yeah, no, but what I was saying about Geraldo was like, yeah. it was a joke kind of. He was an so amazing comic, right? But he, uh, yeah. he had so many pilots and near hits and all that that he never it never quite happened for him and like i've had a few pilots myself with different companies and stations and they haven't hit and all that so i get i do get that as well and it can become disheartening but for me the hurler obviously put everything into that last year amazing and this year, and it's, yeah it's, it's, it's a know. huge i mean people have to realize actually that uh, what tony has done i mean it's uh you know people talk but to get every like to get there's so many layers to what you did like you've got the this guy the that guy the sound guy the fucking lighting guy the this the that the, you know you know pro and you know all the locations all the things the scripts the there's so many plates spinning at the same time and uh it's it's a it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant thing you've done well thank you it's crazy and it was crazy and no wonder i'm so skinny and looking in the film but what i'm getting to is uh diy all that kind of stuff right yeah. your instagram now yeah is what the savage eye was basically I don't know how many years ago that well, was. Well, still, uh, now, uh, the Instagram, it's not my platform. The, the, I was much more fearless 10 years ago. Well, that's it. I fear, I mean, I, 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 and it was such a great place to be comedically. It's like, fuck it. Well, people would be outraged. And, and, and back then, Nothing would happen if they if were outraged. Well, outraged. All would happen. You get press. Oh, you get. You know, people on. were outraged, and those people who didn't like you anyway. Were, and and another thing, people hate you even more if you're um, tailoring what you're saying to. Mm -hmm. You know, people w might uh, hate you, but they'll respect you because you know, you have the balls to fucking stand up and speak your. What what you you believe in, or what's your you know portray an honest representation of what you're fucking thinking? Yeah, people can disagree with it and think you're a, uh, think you're an asshole, but uh, they'll respect you. But if you're if you're if you're just <clears throat> pandering or contrived or saying things that you think is going to is you know it's it's just a terrible fucking place to be. It's funny I haven't thought about that in a long time. Oh, you saw my hair. Yeah, I was laughing yeah, because yeah. Uh, Dave has got bleach blonde hair. He's like a uh, Ric Flair, Ric almost. Flair. Um, um, but um, it's 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 awful, actually. Uh, you listen, you know, we're comedians. We can work around it. We we can suggest stuff and kind of go to the edge of stuff. But um, you know, I I think that there's a small group of people who don't almost don't want to. They're against punchlines because you know you know with punchlines you tend to use hate speech to make fun of hate speech. You say the exact opposite to what your values are. For me to even explain this kills the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I'm with and you. And hopefully you have people in the audience who have the wisdom, the life experience to know that's not what he means, obviously. Yeah. And that's what's fucking funny about it, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I think, and, and I think there's, there's, there's always been lines, there always will be lines. Yeah. And I think if people legitimately cross the line, you can mm. do it and mm. there is consequences. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's fine. But the consequences just seem to be a bit more serious now. 
possibly. Oh, it, well, certainly, like, um, I've done stuff. Sorry, that's why I've done stuff on Instagram yeah. where you get these warnings. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. And then that really scares you because, you know, it takes you a long time to build up a, a, an audience. And then mm-hmm. you, you think just literally from one day to the next, you can just get fucked off yeah, the platform. Because I don't enjoy the, the online comedy stuff where someone's using a green mm. screen and it's uh, doesn't your mammy. Remember when your mammy said this and your mammy oh, said yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't enjoy yeah. I, I get it. And it's perfectly fine yeah. for people to well, enjoy. Well, well they, I, I guess that's 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 where they just have to fiddle around with because it's not really going to rock the boat too much. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I do, but like that. My, the reason I'm even saying that, I'm absolutely not disparaging mm. anyone's work. Good luck to you and fair play to you. No problem. I, I think I am disparaging. Well, that's, <laughs> that's okay. okay. I'd like to disparage people. But it's when I my my point in saying that is yeah. when when you started doing the stuff on Instagram, I went, "This is this mm. is it." And it's very similar to when I saw the sketch over the first time. I went, "Yeah, this is what it is." And I remember even when you were down filming down in Waterford for a few days with me, like you put me in one of the videos. I don't know. You just kind of went, "Hey, come here. We're going to do this thing about Waterford." And I was yeah. delighted. Yeah, yeah. You know. Like, Legitimately, because I was like, this is what, you know, and the yeah. Insta fucks and all that. Like, there's just, I think what you're doing at the moment is proving that you do, you no longer need your sitcom or your sketch show or whatever. Well, de- well definitely TV. I mean, in terms of if you're talking about uh, ticket sales, uh, TV isn't, I mean, sure, I'm sure it's important, but it's nowhere near as important as it once was. I mean, you sold out the Olympia a few months ago. Yeah, but I mean, still, look, um, you know, I'm, st- I'm still, look, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be a good 5 or 10% more successful than I am just to be able to buy, a, buy an old house. Is this not your house? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's nice. <laughs> uh, but come here, look. Come no, ladies and gentlemen, you're talking to a renter. Yeah, but well, people will appreciate that. You see, now you're relatable. Am people I, are going to yeah. love that. Well, okay, so I do not want to be relatable. <laughs> I want to be a house owner and unrelatable. Okay. Thank you. Tell me this. Uh, we're talking about comedy, obviously, and all that. And um, But, like, I, you acted in, in my film, and despite what you were saying to me when we watched it, yeah, yeah. it's a great performance. I think you're a fabulous actor. How do you feel about acting? Do you want to do more? Do you want um, to do less? Yeah, no, um, I, I think, uh, I think f- for me, um, the way to go is to just create my own stuff. Mm-hmm. But certainly, creatively, my needs are being fulfilled at the moment with, uh, you know, I, I, I put up posts and I like building an audience on Instagram. I'm sure that'll, uh, that'll dissipate. But, um, yeah, no, I do, I do l- like acting. But... Um, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been in much stuff recently. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, you're in a film that's coming out soon. I am. I'm in your. I'm in your film. <laughs> but no, um, you did like you did. You were in Calvary, with, and you were. Yeah, but these are great. these are small. These are small little you know parts. But what I'm just trying to say is that um, well, going back to what we said before, nobody's figuring out a way. How are we going to get Tony Kelly and David McDavid into a big you know great you know no you have to. I'm the I you know to be a good actor. You have to be a bit of a politician as well, you know. You, well, have you to would be, you would know about <laughs> well, I would know, you know, that. you're coming from that background. But yeah. but I'm saying you have to um, be emotionally intelligent and sort of just just know how to navigate or network or all that. And I I have not I, I don't I don't have that skill. Uh. Uh, well, you know, but so what I'm saying is, you're you're asking me. Like, do I want to be an actor? If I do, I'll have to write and, and create something myself. And is that, like, from from your experience on various sets and being, you know, you were 
in my process when I was doing it with yeah. rehearsed here you're obviously you have friends who are very successful yeah. film directors yeah, yeah. like is that something that interests you maybe to write your own uh, feature or, or something like that I don't know Tony um, you know uh, I don't know I don't know I, I think I need to do I, I, I think that's it, it is good though to to have a fucking goal and be working towards it but I, I'm, not, I'm not writing anything at the moment you know yeah no I just I, I, I really admire I like, should though I, but I'm not I really what I really admire and I think it's important to say is like the Savage Eye would have been many many people's creative peak right? yeah and that would have been it for him yeah I remember I did that your that that would be that, and that's kind of that's kind of a bit sad as well. Do you, do but you know, it's not but you know the you way. Though. Yeah, but you know the way. I don't know if you think like that, but like, oh, the, you know, is is that it then? Is that it? God, I hope I come up with something. You know, but this is my point that I'm yeah. getting to. You seem to be finding new ways to keep creating stuff. Yeah, you know, like I'm genuinely serious when I say like it, uh, another and uh, another comedian, and I'm not necessarily mean in Ireland. I mean anywhere would have created that show. And then maybe toured here, there, and everywhere yeah. on the back of that yeah. for ten years, twenty years, whatever it might be. You are still creating, searching, yeah. You know, and I, I, I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. That's that's. Uh, well, I, I was talking with a mate of mine, Paul Chowdhury. He's a comedian over in the UK. Um, but we've been, I don't know, we've been talking about doing stuff, but uh, I don't know. We're just talking. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're doing a lot of gigs in the UK. Yeah, doing a lot of gigs in the UK in, how do you in London. What's how do you find the difference between the UK and Ireland for comedy? Well, you know, you know, to be honest, uh, I think you know at my stage, it, 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 an audience is an audience. You can you can fairly quickly tune in to an audience, um, um, but I think maybe, well, yeah, I, I would say there's just a little bit more sensitive nowadays. Here audiences there. everywhere. Okay. It's, it's just you know like ooh, you know but but still if you can make them laugh before they think then that's it that's, that's a good, the name of the game yeah really, yeah yeah um because usually when people are complaining actually usually it still it still holds up today that usually when people are complaining about comedy they're, they're basically saying what they they thought it wasn't funny right <clears throat> You know. and, and I mean that's the thing. I think comedy is the most dangerous of all the games because it almost feels like if someone doesn't enjoy your comedy, they hate you. Oh yeah, I don't mean you. It's no, no, they to me. hate. No, it's so true, and 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 that's why um, you know people think oh comedy, you know, it's a bit of a laugh. It's it's not a yeah. bit of a laugh. Like you're so so right. As comedians, we know that uh, when you get it wrong, it's almost inappropriate the amount yeah, of hatred that's what, directed like, towards you. I don't understand it. Well, because they've they've gone there with the expectation that they're going to laugh and they're going to get out of their heads for momentarily. Sure. And you've done the exact opposite. But I don't even mean in the club. I oh. mean, like, I remember, like, a ten, 10 or so years ago now, like, when I used to, you know, put a few stand-up clips out that I was doing and I'd come home or whatever. And now it hasn't, you know, it didn't happen that often, but there would be one or two people going, you, you think you're funny? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Oh well, do you mean like uh, look at you with your aspirations? Yeah, and I, well, I, I kind of mean it in the flip side of like you don't see someone come up to Liam Neeson and going, "I didn't enjoy your drama." Yeah, you know what I mean. You were supposed to be angry. Do you think you're an angry? Oh, you know, I see like, what you're saying. Yeah, it, it well, happens to people who are going to, into comedy that people seem to resent it or hate them when they don't enjoy their work. Whereas if there's an, a dramatic actor out there that they don't enjoy their work, they don't seem. Well, to like, get I that. think maybe it's more. It's more. Uh, instantly noticeable if somebody is or isn't funny. Okay, I think. Don't you think? With, yeah. Whereas with drama, is is it more? 
so 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 I don't know subjective yeah. subjective I don't even even know if that's the right thing but it's you could interpret it like people aren't as sure right. <laughs> whether yeah. they whether they're watching a good thing or a bad maybe thing. I, I I kind of I'm doing my usual over analyzing overthinking over, no no I don't know. think you I think we're just having a normal no conversation. no and I, no but in my head I'm like well I what I think what it is is that you know. Everyone wants to be funny. Everyone wants to be seen as funny. Yeah. But for you having the balls, the cheek, the audacity hmm. to go out and try and do it professionally and to, and to be doing oh, it Oh, I see what you're saying. The way you wrote... Do you know, that's very interesting that you said... You just said what you think. Sorry, it's very interesting what you just said there. Oh, maybe I'm overthinking it over. And possibly you are because uh, as a comedian, uh, you, you, you ca if you take too long a break, your brain starts to... <laughs> to, to sort of get all kind of existential and because after not doing stand-up comedy for as long as COVID six or seven months it's very strange being back on stage mm -hmm. just looking down at people looking up at you mm -hmm. you know and going oh fucking hell and 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 just the 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 need on their faces and what am I doing I'm here and and it, you're just questioning yeah. the whole context the whole setup the whole premise um but the thing is, when the more you do it, you turn into a shark. Okay, and then you're not thinking about it. You're just, you, you with comedy. If you don't, if you stop it, you're a bit fucked. You have to be doing it every week. Well, you're 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 you've just thrown gasoline on the fire of my fear that I was speaking about because I haven't. I think it was November twenty. Yeah, you're overthinking it. Definitely. I am fucked, man. Yeah, because like the, I was, I've been offered gigs and come back and do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, and it's like, oh, and I've, I've. Well, you see that now. This is where we use our AA thing. Yeah. Don't be using Tony's brain to yeah. think with, you know, it's, well, it's nothing wrong being fucking nervous or, you know, you know, before a gig, but certainly uh, most of most, my brain <coughs> just basically is going to say no, go lie on the couch, mm -hmm. you know, you know, do you know, go have a drink or whatever. Don't do that. Don't, don't do, that. don't have a drink. Don't, what? Don't have a drink. Who says? You, I'm saying don't have, you said your brain is saying have a drink. I'm saying don't have a drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. My brain, my brain, well, no, it's always, it. I mean, listen, I'm so far away from that. Touch wood. No, I mean, God, I there's no, yeah, as well, look, to, for me to have a drink, okay. um, it would be like, uh, I'm not drinking for the first time. It's not like this is a, a totally new world that I'm getting into. I've had a deep, long, fucking disastrous history with drink. Yeah. So to me, it's not just, you know, <coughs> a drink. It's going back to a very abusive... Anyway, what we, what we Well, no, about? on that note, right, because we're kind of full circle here mm. now, like, there's a theory within 12-step uh, recovery and stuff that it is a, it's a continuous and progressive illness, right, addiction yeah. or alcoholism. And I have found that out firsthand. I want to know about you as well. Like that they, they reckon, and the way to put it to the, to the listener who's not in, in that type of a situation is basically it's like saying that your disease or illness or whatever you want to call it, your gene is almost doing push-ups in the corner, getting stronger while you're sober so that when you go back and when you do have a drink again, it's actually a million times worse. But also physically, Tony, I, I can't, I, can't I, I physically can't. Yeah drink no like but that's great of, of vodka you know i can't can't do it but what what i'm saying is the way you, you know um oh yeah so okay i'll most of you haven't been anyone who's listening to this hasn't been to alcoholics anonymous there, there's always these phrases like hand it over yeah and i never understood that fucking phrase yeah hand it hand what over hand it over to who so 
like Tony has this. Well, you could almost use it if you're not an alcoholic. So you know, Tony's is very funny, very talented. Hasn't done stand-up comedy in a while, and all these thoughts. What 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 are the worries? You know, what is comedy? You're you worried about people look at him thinking that he is. No, some- it's 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 actually like well, what material have I got? What, what was my material? Do I remember? What happens if I go up and then that material is not what... It's all that stuff is the material. Yeah, yeah, which is fa- fairly uh, a fairly uh, correct <laughs> worry. <laughs> well, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it Actually, is. Actually, so that's not, like a, that's not like a mad worry. But, but for instance, um, Hand It Over is like I'm standing here and my brain is saying, oh, just lie on the couch and watch YouTube. But really, I should be doing something good like cleaning the fucking kitchen or whatever so or is is it or so your brain is giving you all kinds of shit ideas is, is that the idea so you hand the decision making process over to somebody that's greater than is, yourself is that is that what that means hand it over is it yeah basically um it's almost like uh, yeah it's surrendering to something like that you're not in you you're not the smartest person yeah. for to make decisions you're on your not behalf. god you're not the higher power you're yeah. not it there is something greater than you well look need. to somebody whose life you admire you can do and that maybe just defer to what they what their decision making yep. process would be yeah so what would uh as regards comedy well, you have to look at me. Yeah. Get on stage, young man, and dine, you know, just... And die in your hole. Die in your hole. And then tell everyone that <laughs> no, you No, well, that. you know. Yeah. Dying in your hole is... I don't... I mean, I don't... It's not great, but no. it, certainly, it certainly fucking wakes you up. It does. I'm so addicted to comedy, thank God. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think... I think it's my first love always will be. Hmm. And I think I just need to get over myself, really. I think that's where I'm at. You know, I need to get over myself. Because I think... But um, I do, I do know what you mean, Tony. There's, it's the competitive nature of comedy, and it's the the people that would be looking at you funny, and there's, there's so, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many uh, little inter, you know, jealous jealousies and whatever, and yeah. just looks. And if you're not, if you're not doing this type of comedy, you know, the people look at you funny, and you know, there's lots of cliques yeah. in comedy. But I, I, I mean, I, like for instance, Joanne McNally now, right? Yeah, she's wonderful. She's the biggest fucking comedian she's so good and she's fantastic and there'd be lots of comedians who'd, who'd still look down on her I heard that yeah uh, uh, oh, somebody's looking in at me for some reason and they just fucked off um, you know and and it's amazing and you're, you're looking at these comedians but look at you you can barely fucking you're doing a gig you know and th- this Joanne is selling out like yeah. d- tens and tens and tens of nights it, it, like it, she's she's absolutely at the top of the mountain and she's hit she's She's hit it. Like, I mean, clearly, like, uh, you know, there it is. But still, people people are, um, it, it all, it, it's almost, to me, it's like uh, the classic Irish writer is somebody who walks around with the belief that they have a great book in them. In them. And the very, the, and secondly, they must never publish. <laughs> yes. Because if they do, they'll be totally faced with the fact that they're a load of shit. And that's what most of these comedians, God love them, and and I'm one of them a, a lot of the times. Well, you know, have been and will be, and you know, I'm I'm kind of can be shit, but I just love the fact that they were they looked down on somebody like Joanne for a long time, right. and then she's just hit this stardom, and mm-hmm. I, and uh, and I'm particularly happy because of that situation. I'm going to say this to you: that's not. That's not saved for comedy or the comedy business. Anywhere in entertainment or art 
I find anyway, and every town and city in the country and other countries probably have this as well. People want to say, I'm an artist. I'm this, I'm that. They want to put it in their Instagram bio, yeah, they want yeah. to put it in their Facebook, but they want to do fuck all about it. Yeah, right. Because if they do fuck all about <laughs> it, they can always say, oh, look at me, I am X, Y, Z. But when they do it, and, and, they get and, and they might fail or get criticism. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you yeah, mean. exactly. It's Come so on, funny. Tell me this, because I don't want to keep you yeah, all day. Yeah. What have you got coming up that you might want to plug or anything? Um, oh, <coughs> the vape is down on the ground. The, the vape, she's yeah. Um, well, I'm doing the, the thing I'm doing at the moment is, and that's why we're not together on so YouTube. On, on on YouTube, but I will put it up now on Spotify and yeah. whatever the fuck. Um, but it's very much still in rehearsal stages now. You know what I mean? And we're just trying to. But it, I, I, I mean, it's it's something I love doing. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good sign either. Do you know? Because. Um, Certainly, when we were doing the Savage Eye, it was very tense on set, which which right. I thought was great, because uh, I think if if you, if you do like with comedy, if you think you know what you're doing and you're not stressed out and tense, mm -hmm. then you're you're a bit too delighted with yourself. Yeah. Like anyway, so it has to be like that, Dave. With stand up, with, or with, no, with, with, with any, I think with yeah. anything you're yeah. creating, if you're yeah. too laid back and too sure of yourself, yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. You have to be on your toes all the time. That's my experience, anyway. So anyway, we're anyway. in rehearsal moment uh, mode, and I need to get more kind of just, you know. But it is a lot of fun working with the family, and, and it's funny as as I'm saying that to you, I'm thinking, well, oh, that's not a good sign. No, it's great. It's <laughs> no. very check it out on YouTube. That's why, yeah. and that's why we're not together. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to have to have you down in Waterford to do some some comedy, maybe with me. Oh yes, I'd love that at some oh, point. Uh, at, 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 uh, at that thing that we're not, no, well, I know Flash doesn't do it anymore, but there may be something that would we he can, not? Would he not? Would he? Would he not? No, he oh, might, no. he might, but there, oh, there no, might no, be. You have some. Well, other. no, I don't know. There might be. There might be something coming up soon, yeah. and maybe me and you can do something. Thanks very like much, David. Uh, it's it's actually such a pleasure to have you on the podcast, and it was a pleasure to work with you professionally as well earlier. Yes, last thank year. you, Tony, and and the best of luck with the film. It's going to be a big success. The Fettle Podcast with Tony Kelly is brought to you by Fettle.ie. Fettle is an Irish-owned and operated online therapy platform. From the comfort of your own home, you can schedule online video counselling sessions with accredited Irish therapists in an affordable way. Fettle.ie is therapy on your terms. If you're interested in trying Fettle, whether you're struggling right now or want to continue to flourish, you can use this code FETTLEPOD, that's F-E-T-T-L-E-P-O-D, to get 20% off any of their services. Just go to Fettle.ie today to start your healing journey. Okay, that's it. The first episode of the Fettle Podcast with Tony Kelly comes to an end with that. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope maybe you got something from it. Uh, if you want more from Mr. David McSavage, he is at the real David McSavage on Instagram. I'm sure that's his TikTok as well. I'm not sure. I'm not quite up with the cool kids enough to be on TikTok. And uh, yeah, if you want more from me, I'm at it's Tony Kelly on Instagram. Again, it's the only social media platform that I really have. Uh, I hope you'll join us next time when we have another very, very special guest and another great story to tell. Uh, I hope if you are struggling yourself at the moment, you get a bit better, you feel a bit better, but maybe you want, you might want to try the good people over at fettle.ie. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, delighted to be back podcasting, as I've said 10,000 times before. Um, but yeah, have a great week, have a great day, have a great hour, whatever you're doing, and I'll see you next time. It's the Fettle Podcast with Tony Kelly.
The Fettle Podcast with Tony Kelly is presented and edited by Tony Kelly, produced by Lovely Hurling Productions, sponsored by Fettle.ie Online Therapy, with music provided by The Jastronauts. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.